Welcome to your Realtor Success Channel in Northwest Florida with your host, Tim Whittemore with the Whittemore Group. If you're a new agent or a seasoned agent looking to better yourself and your career and or looking into the opportunities of being an agent with LPT Realty, look no further. Tim breaks down the things you need to know without all the hype and fluff, so stick around. I'm going to talk about is reasons why I left eXp Realty, kind of talk about the pros and cons. And before I even get started, this is not me bad mouthing eXp Realty. I thought it was a great opportunity to jump into. Uh, I, I, you, we, <laughs> we see different types of things as we go through our career and new models come up and different situations in our own lives uh, create different opportunities to go in different places, which is why so many different brokerages exist. And I think they all exist for a reason and for the right people, right? So we just have to see which one fits. So again, I'm not here to badmouth the XP Realty. I'm just here to give you my reasons why we, my team and I left. Some of the pros about eXp, besides the fact that it was super exciting, uh, it was the next generation of Keller Williams that had come out. It was like Keller Williams on crack, <laughs> right? And we were able to see this model explode, just subtract the, uh, the franchise fee and all the other things and just really build up a separate model. We saw eXp just explode and they are still growing. And they just passed Realogy, which has got all the big other um, franchise models under it, you know, the ERAs, the Coldwell Bankers, all those guys, right? Uh, but I just got back from Inman uh, conference in Las Vegas this year, the year's 2022, if you're curious. And uh, it, it really just was kind of talking about and showed all these different uh, uh, ways that, that the industry is going. But if it makes you feel better, if you're an agent watching this video, it's about you. <laughs> Everything about the agent is where it is. It's really just separating from the brokers. Uh, the broker matters less and less now as we continue to go into the virtual space. So keep that in mind, you are very valuable as a real estate agent. Okay, but we're getting into eXp again. So let's talk about the pros. I had already mentioned it's a growing company and it continues to grow. The model is amazing as, as how it's how people are realizing that they don't need the brick and mortars. And even if they do need it, they can have their own branch office and you don't have to deal with the franchise fees and desk fees and all that. Although you do have to maintain everything else in that office, but you can slowly but surely kind of get up to that point. Certain instances with eXp, I mean, you had a lot of great support. And I'm not talking from the broker side, it was from the agent side. The collaboration that you were able to get with the rest of your upline, you know, since it has an MLM, multi-level marketing structure. If you're under the right team, you got a ton of support and a ton of stuff aligned with you, right? I thought that was really, really great. The downside of that is if you didn't have a good upline and they provided nothing to you, uh, you were kind of at a disadvantage and it kind of created a little bit of dissidence, you know, between other agents because of that. Another great thing was they had great systems, even though I think their eXp world was a little cheesy. <laughs> uh, they did eventually get to uh, a point to where it was even better than the call center. 
like just picking up the phone calling somebody. It was actually way better than that to go into their little virtual world. It was like the video game, The Sims, that was, you know, was a couple of decades ago. Uh, but it, it was kind of cool and cheesy at the same time. And they did a lot of good things with that, you know, given the platform. Their events were amazing too. And I'm not just talking about the broker, the broker events. EXP allowed a lot of the people that got early into this brokerage just to get a ton of income through the revenue share program, which I think is great. And because of that, they even had conferences like Build that weren't even thrown by EXP. They were just thrown by an agent. It was an agent sponsored event for agents. And that was pretty incredible. Now I know the guy that ran it was, uh, was still making a little bit of money there, but I mean, just to be able to do that, to grow that company from an agent that loved it that much is just really inspiring. One of the other great things that EXP did is they had the ICOM program. So if you gave the EXP the $16,000 and met the other criteria, meaning you weren't a dirtbag agent, <laughs> for lack of a better term, uh, you, they would give you that $16,000 back in, in their stock, which is awesome. Because then all you had to do was pay those fees that came out and those fees would cap out at a certain rate. So if you're a high producer, man, this, this is great. You know, you could just jump into this. It was really good to go. And then of course there's stock. Uh, they would give you stock for, and you could take it out on each transaction, which was pretty cool. Um, and that was, that was really nice added benefit, uh, to have. Now, some of the cons with, uh, EXP was the mentor program. I was not impressed with the mentor program whatsoever. And I was a mentor, um, just not having and, and just going at, at the will of whatever EXP was going to give you as a brand new agent coming into this brokerage, I think was pretty crappy because some people really love teaching. I'm one of those people. And then you had others that were just like, I just need to do this so that I can hit icon. And that's part of my requirements is to do so. Uh, they really didn't vet anybody for that. Not really, you know, to, to train anybody. And the training was super lackluster. Uh, I was part of EXP in Ohio as well as in Florida. In some places, the support was great. In other places, it was god awful. And I'm not going to tell you which one was which because I'm not here to throw mud around. Uh, but to get like uh, contract training, you know, the things that, that even an experienced agent would need to know in a different market. Um, getting support in, in how to do real estate was, was really lackluster. I mean, there, there was something there and hopefully you got a good mentor, but other than that, it's, it was kind of tough. If, if you were in EXP and you joined an actual uh, team, which I'm not talking about an MLM team, I'm talking about an actual real estate team that has buyers agents and, you know, things like that, then it was perfectly fine. But if you didn't do that, I mean, I felt bad for some of these mentor students just because they weren't, they wouldn't be able to get that because as a high producer and a team owner, I just couldn't give them the uh, amount of care and support that they needed. So another con of that was the uh, state brokerage support. I think I've already kind of talked about that. 
it was questionable depending on where you were going. I would ask a question and be like, hey, I did this in this state. And that's how we did real estate. And then they come back and be like, no, that's not, no, I talked to somebody down there. It's like, get your ego out of the way. That's not how it works. I'm still active in that market. Um, personally, like it, it really grinded my gears, but I had to check my ego myself uh, just to make sure that we were supporting the clients and everything else and my team members uh, accordingly to make sure but the state support was really good sometimes, and really just terrible in other times. So it, it was kind of a give or take on there. The other con that was always there was the MLM stigma, because there were agents that, and I'm sure that there's a lot, there's there's a bunch of these in any of these design brokerages, but there were, there were people that just joined just to be part of the MLM. No interest whatsoever in selling real estate just to build that multi-level marketing um, get rich quick hands-off scheme and i think I, I still appreciate anybody that's that's a good business owner but to go in there without the real estate mind first uh, really kind of drove me away from it we'll talk about the rev share too the rev share to get to the seventh level of, of getting those people below you it seemed almost impossible, but that's normal MLM garbage. <laughs> if you're not in early enough anyway, you typically don't end up getting that, but uh, it really depends on the scope and how big things get, that what is early and what, what do you get from that. But with EXP to get to the seventh level, you had to have like 40 people. And of those 40 people, they had to sell at least one home a year. And if you've heard any of the other statistics on agents, even if you brought in 40, you know, real estate has an 87% fail rate in the first two years for new agents. Like that's insanity, <laughs> right? To try to get there. So it's almost impossible. And when you do, this is going to get to my next point is that, um, the rev share starts to get kind of taken away, right? You're not getting paid the full amount that you should because the first time, first place that companies will go, like this that get into financial issues they start taking it from like the top level rev share people right and that's happening now that the brokers got a little too big a little bit too corporate -y, <laughs> and have their hands in too many pots and because of that they're buying certain things to bring people on and i'm not going to go into the specifics of this but there was somebody that purchased a magazine they purchased a print magazine in a digital age, which I'm not in really big into this. And I'm sure somebody could convince me otherwise, but that doesn't make sense on a common base level. And we know that it's losing money. And because we're in a failed venture, we're going to have to pull from the agents in order to support this failed venture versus just cutting it. Right. And I know that there's contracts and everything else, but it's just, there's hands in too much They got away from real estate and agents first when they start taking money from agents. So we saw the onset of that and was like, I don't like where this is going. See you later. One the last negative thing that I'm going to mention here is that they only had one track for agents. And with an evolving model, there's there's things in our marketplace that, that we see. And we have like a hundred percent brokerage where you get a hundred percent of it and you pay a fat a flat fee every time that you close. And sometimes it's capped, sometimes it's not. They don't offer that at EXP. 
uh, they still have the other ones that are the 8020, cap at 16. Now they had some other team models and mega team models, which I think is pretty great. But um, there were other things on top of that as well. As we go into a shift into the market, it's 2022 right now. As we continue into a shifting market from that Uber <laughs> seller's market that we were at, a lot of the times to get agents going, even if they're talented, it's taking longer for them to get their first transaction and to build that sales momentum. And because of that, those fees really start to add up. We're talking an $85 a month fee, right? Your technology and your university fee, that's always there, right? There's always, you know, there's always some broker review fee, all these other things that just keep adding up as you do transactions and whether or not you do transactions at all. So we saw another model that has two tracks where you can go in, you pay $195 per transaction, which you could just give to the buyer if you want. And if you're in a business builder, which is the brokerage that we're moving to, you only pay $500 a month and then you cap at $5,000 every, every year. That's great for somebody trying to build their business, right? And if you're an experienced agent where you know you're gonna hit the ground running, you go right into a rev share and you could switch between the two, right? And you jump into the rev share and start building your downloads, start, start really getting the multiplier for the stock, you know, become, become that next level, you know? Uh, and you only pay 15,000. And if you do pay 15,000, you get it back in marketing. Like, how, how is anybody gonna compete with that? <laughs> Their annual fee is a one-time fee. There's no startup fees. Like, so so I, that's not a con against eXp. I just found, we just found another model. And, and what I'm trying to convey to you as a viewer is that there's always going to be a new model, right? And how long that they stay there is really, it's up in the air. And whatever's going to work best for you in your, in your point of your career is, uh, is what you should go with. Right. And we're talking about cloud-based brokerages. This is where myself and my team are going. But if you need that in-house experience and you don't want to be on a team and you want to be that single agent, you know, find the Realogies, find the Keller Williams, find anything else like that that has those brick and mortars that will give you that community if you can't get it online. So again, it's completely up to you. Hopefully I didn't badmouth somebody too much, but I just wanted to give you the reasons why I and my team had left EXP Realty. That's all we have for today. To learn more about becoming a real estate agent and or LPT Realty, make sure to hit that subscribe button and please leave us a review. Also, make sure you check him out and subscribe to his YouTube channel, Your Realtor Success Channel in Northwest Florida. And make sure to follow him on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. If you are thinking about joining LPT Realty on the Emerald Coast of Florida or anywhere in the United States, be sure to give them a call, text, or email because he has the tools to help you get to the next level of your career.